Hello and welcome back to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them. Lindsay, I, I, I think this might be another short episode because <laughs> I did bare minimum research this week for my topic. It's okay. And I, even the research that I did do, I'm not sure how much we can stretch it out. But that being said, the fact that you know things, but like, History and mythology <laughs> and whatnot, that might help me. <laughs> well, we shall see. We shall see. Um, were you able to grok at all what my topic might be this week? I don't even remember. This week, I am talking about Disney's Hercules. But. Ah! But I'm not talking about I Hercules. I did grok it. I'm not talking about Hercules, Disney's Hercules. This week. I want to do something with the muses. Oh! Like, my, my, my thought process is that I don't, I genuinely don't think a live-action Hercules could work, like, Disney-style. Yeah. You could make a movie out of mythologically accurate Hercules, probably. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the human being audience would be able to suspend their disbelief long enough to sit through a live-action adaptation of the sports movie that is Disney's Hercules. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's kind of in its best form as an animated movie. Yeah. Honestly, with the internet age, like, millennials are a generation of pedantic nerds, so there would be so much talk, and there has been a lot of talk about, you know, Zeus and Hera, and who should be the actual villain. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely, in my thinking, in my planning out of this, in my very, very rough planning out of this, I was thinking, you know, this doesn't quite work with what I had in mind, but it's just bare bones enough that I can shift. It's not like I'm making, the, I'm, I'm not making any bigger changes to the mythos than Disney did in this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if if I was trying to Percy Jackson it, sure, then I'd put more effort in. <laughs> but this is Disney's Hercules. Mm-hmm. It is a weird mishmash. <laughs> Of mythological tropes, not even tropes, it's mythological figures that you just kind of threw in a bucket with sports movie tropes and also <laughs> gospel music. Yep. But the gospel music is the best part, hallelujah. Yes, it is. For those who somehow don't know, the framing device of Hercules is that it is a story being told by five of the nine muses, or the traditional nine muses. They're like... 16 different variations on the Muses lineup. Yeah, the most common one, and I think the one that Wikipedia goes with, let me look this up because I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, is Calliope, the Muse of Epic Poetry, Cleo, the Muse of History, Euterpe, the Muse of Flutes and Lyric Poetry, Talia, the Muse of comedy and pastoral poetry, Melpomini, the Muse of tragedy, Terpsichore, the Muse of dance, Arado, the Muse of love poetry, Polyhymnia, the Muse of sacred poetry, and Urania, the Muse of astronomy. I do kind of love that astronomy was considered an arts course and not like r- literal rocket science back then. <laughs> uh, well, I guess astronomy and astrology were kind of one, so. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, definitely for a while it was like, we've used these intense calculations and a lot of speculation in order to deduce 
that there is actually an eighth planet in the solar system. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And because there's an eighth planet, that's why we know why the Pope is a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Galileo discovered Uranus as an epic clapback. Yeah. Um, according to Pausanias, uh, the muses worshipped at Mount Helicon in Boeotia were Iodi, which means sung or tune, Melidi, which means practice or occasion, and Memni, which means memory. Together, these three form the complete picture of the preconditions for poetic art and cult practices. Mm-hmm. At Delphi, there was Neti. Her name is associated with lyres the um, instrument i'm assuming yeah we're talking about the instrument of the lyre so they're all references to different strings of the lyre so nete uh messe and hapate uh who were the three chords the ancient musical instrument the lyre there's also kefiso who is uh she isn't assigned anything unfortunately uh apollonis which means of apollo uh and is said to be a daughter of apollo and she is also associated with the lyre and further characterizes the muses as the daughters of Apollo and Borsthenis, uh, who also doesn't get anything associated with her. And then there was, uh, yeah, there's a couple other sets, but the most famous was the first nine. Yeah. And they were all children of Zeus. Oh, who was their mother? Her, their mother was a nymph, I think. Yeah. Zeus and Menosomy, the Titan goddess of memory. So, so anyway, the muses. The muses. So, of the nine, like the main nine, only five of them were used in the Hercules movie because the the five Spice Girls, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um. So they they used Calliope, Cleo, uh, Ptolemy, Melpomene, and Terpsichore. Mm-hmm. Calliope was the main one with the big hair, and Cleo. Trying to remember, but Cleo had a ponytail. Melpomene had the the, the tragedy mask and the long hair. Talia was the fat, funny one, and Terpsichore had the bantu knots. And Terpsichore is the only muse who gets any kind of like focus episode out of the five because in the Hercules animated series, there's an episode where she has to teach Herc how to dance in order to for him to pass phys ed. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's not like a backstory or anything. It's like the muses are going to start, they're starting to sing a song about how Hercules learned to dance. And then Terpsichore's like, no, shut up. This is my, I'm music dance. You shut up. I'm working with magic. And then she like stops time. And she goes like, Hercules, it's time for you to dance. And then they dance. Nice. And then, I don't know, I think he has to fight an ent or something with the power of dance. I didn't watch the whole episode. I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. I was too busy dissociating to do research. Okay. Week. Anyways, so. We have those five muses. In mythology, most of the mythology, it says that either they're nymphs and some stuff happens. A lot of the mythology is about, like where they came from. Uh, some of it yeah. is like they're daughters of Zeus, which that's not going to work in this continuity. As no. far as we're concerned, Zeus doesn't have any kids. Except for Herc. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> if he's actually banging Hera, that means, um, yeah. Or or all of Zeus's kids are with Hera. Yeah. I genuinely have no idea if they address that in the Hercules animated series. Here's everything I know about Hercules the animated series. Lisa Cujo versus Aphrodite, and it was fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I think they crossed over with Aladdin at some point. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I don't think they ever addressed the um, Hera-shaped problem in the room. <laughs> I, 
I think that we could definitely say that the uh, ruling couple of Olympus are just a a lot of problems all rolled into two people. Yeah. Um, Apollo often gets kind of thrown in with them. Yeah, Apollo. Apollo will play a role in this. Okay. So, who is the daddy of the muse? Or it, oh, they're just people. Were they just? Okay. Here's my idea for the muse's origin story. They're just normal. They're mortals. Oh. Okay. They're mortals and they formed a band. Cool. The 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 first the first half of this is hey gang let's start a band, but but we're an ancient Greek gospel uh, band. <laughs> this is this is this is dream girls, <laughs> but there's five of them. This is a mess already. Um, but I do have an idea for a plot. So the fir- the first act of this is basically the five muses and like it would start off where it's like. You know the stories of all the Greek heroes, and you know them because of the muses. But how did the muses get their start? Well, buckle up, kids, because we're about to tell you a highly unfactual tale about the origin of the muses with great songs. Cool. <laughs> and it would be stuff stuff that's kind of related to their whole shtick. So, like, Calliope is doing epic poetry on her own, but, like, it's not... She, she's not a scald. She's not a bard. She is just, like, standing in the corner reciting poems from a scroll, and everyone's like, ah, you're boring, and they uh, throw a cabbage at her or something. <laughs> she has a podcast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes! The Muse of Podcasting! <laughs> I invoke the Muse of Podcasts to give me inspiration for this episode. Um, but yeah, Cleo is, like, a sco- uh, training to be a scholar. She's just, like, writing stuff down. She doesn't even think about performing. I mean, she does, but it's, like, it- it's very uh, producers-like, where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a scholar. I'm just an accountant, but I- what I really want to do <laughs> is perform plays. <laughs> she just has to let her hair down. Yeah. Um, Talia and Melpomini are, pro- are probably actually already actresses, um, but Melpomini is yes. super serious. And Talia <laughs> is the one who's like she just stand up. She, yeah, <laughs> Talia walks out and says, "So what's the deal with Atlantean food?" <laughs> um, and Terpsichore is just a dancer. She's actually Terpsichore is probably like a priestess for one of the gods, and she but she, she gets uh, a little overboard when they do their um. Their mysteries and their cults and whatnot. <laughs> she has a bit too much fun with the main ads. L- l- listen, Terpsichore, I know it's the festival of Demeter, and we're all about gossiping about our boyfriends and throwing penis cookies into an open flame. <laughs> <laughs> but your busted challenge is making the nymphs uncomfortable. Oh. Well, then the nymphs better get with it. <laughs> We can't do a dong-shaped cake in this. <laughs> the muses are going to invent culture. Yep. Um, at this point, I should probably say that re- this is honestly just a pipe dream that I'd like to see. I can't make this. I would definitely want to have a black woman directing and writing and predominantly animating all of this. Um, obviously voicing. But fun fact, all of the voice actresses for the muses are still alive. Cool. Isn't that shocking, because it, the movie was only, like, 20-ish years ago, but still, it's nice to know. They could easily reprise if it was still animated. Tanner, don't remind me of how old I am when you say, it's just 20 years old! 
Honestly, 20 years means nothing to me at this point. I've surpassed that. <sighs> I've accepted that things that came out in the 90s <laughs> came out in the 90s. Look, 2000s music is being played on Throwback Friday. I mean... Yeah, see, so that, 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 that's messing me up. <laughs> okay. But, but 90, the 90s have passed the event horizon okay. for me. Okay, for me, I'm going to have to be like... 30 plus for me to get over this so yeah okay <laughs> so the ladies they they meet each other in the first act and they're like uh our lives are okay but they could be so much better and it's like what if we brought dancing and acting and historical context to the epic poetry and we all combine them into one art form and then they break into song and dance Ooh. And everyone in the crowd is like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, there's this guy, real, real Greek mythological figure named Thamaris. He's the son of Philemon and the nymph Argiope from Man Parnassus. Okay. So uh, when Argiope got pregnant with Thamaris, uh, Philemon didn't want to house them. So she went to the country of the Odrysians in Thrace, where she gave birth to her son, Thamaris. Uh, when Thamaris reached puberty, Thrace is he Bulgaria. became so accomplished in singing. Hmm? Oh, I just want to point out that Thrace is uh, Bulgaria, basically. Excuse me? Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, oh Bulgaria is way closer to Greece than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> also, this is like your bi-monthly reminder that uh, Tanner is terrible at geography. I'm fucking shit at geography. I thought Bulgaria was near Romania. It is. Romania is like north of Bulgaria. Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't realize that Greece and Romania were so close. Oh, 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 wait, this is... <laughs> <laughs> this is... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the Bulgars didn't actually like come into the area until the early Middle Ages, but like I just wanted to throw that I was out so, there. I was so caught up in ancient Greek gospel music that I forgot <laughs> about the concept of the Balkans. <laughs> what the fuck, me? <laughs> You just totally forgot that one major peninsula. That that entire area. <laughs> all those countries. Yes, of course, it makes perfect sense now <laughs> that Lindsay forcibly took my two brain cells and rubbed them together. <laughs> I am so sorry to everyone in that region for me being a complete idiot. <laughs> One of these days we're going to get you to Europe so that you can get a good grasp of the geography. Clearly. <laughs> uh, Jesus Murphy. <sighs> okay, so. So, yeah. Anyway, this poor kid gets sent to Bulgaria. <laughs> so in ancient Bulgaria, also known as Thrace, Thamaris was born. Yes. And then he hit puberty. When, when, when Thamaris was a teen idol, he was so great at singing... That the Scythians made him their king. Hmm, that's interesting for the Scythians. 
Um, also, saying Scythians is correct because Scythian is like the Latin version. Scythian would be like the Greek version. Okay, the Scythians. But basically, <laughs> basically, this is like it, when Justin Bieber got really big yeah. and he went on an American tour and he was immediately elected president. Yeah, that's weird because the Scythians were like warrior people. <laughs> but they're like, damn, this kid. <laughs> I don't know, was he so good and like, that he baby, was like... baby, 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 oh, I want to be the head of office. What was he... Why was it... Was he, like, bringing back the dead or something? Was he just like... No, he was just singing real good. Was he... Bardic inspiration, it's gotta be fucking bardic inspiration, and they just were able to fight real good. <laughs> oh, according to one of the myths by uh, Diodorus... Uh, Thamorus was a pupil of Linus alongside Heracles and Orpheus. Okay. Just gotta get that crossover in there. <laughs> so it's really more like if Zane, after leaving One Direction, was elected president, I suppose. I guess. The two other myths uh, associated with Thamorus is that he boasted that he could outsing the muses. Uh-oh. And when he competed with them, he was defeated, and as punishment for his presumption, they blinded him by slashing out his eyes. And took away his ability to make poetry and play the lyre. Yeah. Um, and the other big myth is that he was a lover of Hyacinth, who is also Apollo's boyfriend. Oh, yeah. So, here's, here's my basic idea for this film, or cartoon series, or whoever. It would probably be a film. I don't think it has enough meat to be longer than 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the muses, our muses, our five muses, aren't the first muses. The first muses are the daughters of Apollo. They're Sophisto, Apollonus, and Borosthenes. Okay. And they were the muses, and they were based out of, in, in my story, they're based out of Thrace. Yeah. And then Thamorus shows up, and he's so good at singing that he's able to convince the Scythians to stop listening to those muses. And those muses, and those muses like, would be portrayed as like more elderly deities. Mm. like maybe in the sense that they're titans but also just like they are physically older people and so it'd be like oh here comes the hot new stuff to get rid of the old guard um but in the bad way that the music industry is bad about yeah um and they would be not overthrown because they weren't ruling thrace but basically the the scythians would stop listening to those muses and only listening to thamorous and thamorous would tell mm -hmm. highly incorrect greek mythology stories because <laughs> it's yeah. It's ironic. Mm-hmm. He tells them he tells them about Disney's Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> uh he still seduces Hyacinth from Apollo's side. And Apollo's like, Well, you stole my boyfriend and you made my daughters get fired. So I'm gonna find some new muses. Mm -hmm. I've got new muse, I count them. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Go enter a singing tournament and take out Thamorous. <laughs> because Thamorous will be, you know, not a great ruler. And if that doesn't work, I'm gonna be sharpening up my silver arrows. <laughs> Thamorous will be there and he'll not be a good ruler. Because he's just a pop star who got <laughs> named king. Yep. And at no point did he decide he is out of his depth. Yeah, don't make artist dictators. So... Um, and the second act, or actually this will probably even be the third act maybe, is just American Idol. And it's the muses yeah. going through a singing tournament against other singers. 
And, you know, some of them can be named after some of these other backup muses. You know, the the A- AOD and Melody and Menemone, yep. Johnny Menomic. <laughs> um, they can go up against Orpheus, who will still be played by Reeve Carney. <laughs> and then and then they get to the end, and they have an epic uh, gospel versus rock duel with Thamorous. And they win. <laughs> and Thamorous, I don't know, we can't graphically slash his eyes out. So no. maybe he'll just explode. <laughs> leave a set mark and yeah <laughs> Hades will show up and drag him to hell yeah can we just do a bit of a redo on Hades cause like his voice actor is kind of an awful person and also they got so much of the of what Hades does wrong I mean we can definitely recast him mm-hmm. I'm 100 like it's not a hard skill to be a used car, car salesman voice but also yeah. I do have a soft spot in my heart for Disney's Hades just because he's a shitty used car salesman, basically. Yeah, I guess. Like, I I, I fully understand people being over Hades being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, even even Hades and Hades the game is not a great person. But at least he's, at least he's an asshole in a different way, because he's just a shitty dad. Yeah. Instead of being the Christian devil. Yeah, like... I don't know, maybe instead we have Thanatos drag him to hell, because that was kind of his job or maybe hermes because he was one of his epithets was literally psychopompus that does work too and it would be funny that you know the family friendly character that is hermes (laughs) is the one who is also like okay time to take you down to the scary place (laughs) (laughs) he just he has one of those big hooks that they use to pull people off stage but he just pulls the hammerous like off and you just hear like screaming and monsters roaring (laughs) And then, yeah, and then Apollo is, like, so impressed with the muses that they're singing that he's like, Hey, Zeus, who may or may not be my dad in this continuity. (laughs) Can you turn them into goddesses? And Zeus is like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Shazam. I mean, we need some more musical talent up here. Whoosh. Yep. Maybe the singing contest is the third act, and the second act can can be them going around ancient Greece and just like recording all the deeds of great heroes and then s- spreading the word about them. So they're like the hype, the hype ladies of everyone, which is kind of what they were in the movie anyways. Mm-hmm. They sing back up for Sappho. <laughs> Bellerophon. Ooh, do we do? No, we shouldn't do Oedipus. <laughs> <laughs> A gospel retelling of Oedipus. <laughs> That's one of those uh, warning songs, I guess. They can they can be looking at their list of gigs. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is like, oh, hey, there's this guy named Oedipus who wants us to perform. And someone's like, uh, I don't know. I got just got bad vibes from that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, Jason, you do all the right stuff. And then you do the one thing. You pissed off Medea. Ugh. Uh, yeah. To go back to a joke I made earlier, I think Thamorous should actually be voiced by someone from One Direction. We know it's either going to be Zane or Harry Styles. Yeah, I- I'm leaning towards Zane just because, you know, the Hercules movie was pretty pale. Yeah. Pretty fucking light for a movie set in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Especially at a time when it was kind of like a free-for-all. Yeah. Also, if we um couldn't get the original Muse's actresses back for whatever reason, we could easily fill them in black musical artists yeah i know like talia 
could easily be Lizzo. Yes. Although I'm also par- partial to Alex Newell, just because I want them to have the world. Um, if we if we had to for like I would prefer to keep all the original Muses cast mm-hmm. just because I'm sure they'd be able to still do it. Yeah. Um. Actually, let me grab the original Muses cast so I'm not just saying, oh yeah, those those you know those ladies. <laughs> um, Calliope was voiced by Lilius White, who's also a Tony Award winner. Okay. Cleo was voiced by v- uh, Vanaeus Vanaeus Y. Thomas, I believe is the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Um. Malpamini was voiced by Cheryl Freeman. Terpsichore was voiced by Tony Award winner Lachance. Mm-hmm. And Talia was voiced by Roz Ryan. And all five of them also reprised their roles in the TV series, which is another reason it would only be fair to put them in this movie. Yeah. Um, but if we had to replace them for whatever reason, I think Cleo should be Amber Riley. Okay. Or Mercedes from Glee. Um, Terpsichore should be Nor- Normani. Talia should be Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cardi B could be Melpomini. Yeah, that's where, where I was and leaning. And who's left? Cleo. Cleo would probably be either Zendaya or China Ann McLean. Or maybe Kiki Palmer. I feel like all three of them could easily fit into the muses. Mm-hmm. But I want a variety. Yes. Or maybe, <laughs> Or maybe we have like... The, the the ones that we couldn't fit in, we have them cameo at the end as like the other four muses. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sequel hook. It's like, ladies, there's only one way to make this act go to the top, and that's to get four other get three other arts majors and an astrologist. <laughs> and an astronomer. Exactly. The astronomer who secretly can sing. She sings to the stars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um that's that's everything I've got. That's yeah. I just I just think it'd be a cool idea to exist. Mm-hmm. A fun little 90-minute new movie. <laughs> Lindsay, do you have anything else you could add to this, or is this going to be another very short episode? I mean, they weren't the ones who roped apart Orpheus. That was the main ad, so, nah. The main ads could factor in in some way. Oh, you, you mentioned that uh, Terpsichore could be involved with the main ads at the start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and one of their ecstasy rituals to Dionysus. Oh, oh! Actually, it could it could actually be the opposite of what I joked about earlier, where it's the Terpsichore gets fed up with the main ads because the main ads like don't have any kind of style or anything. They just kind of get get high on the blood of dead. They get high on the blood of men and then lose their shit. What What if the uh, main ads are kind of like our are kind of like this version of like punk girls, like like riot girls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the main ads go to roller derby. <laughs> and Terpsichore is like, listen, I love punching people in the face. That's great, but I feel like we can bring a little bit more artistry to this. <laughs> um. Oh, I just remembered. I had a second idea for the muses. Okay. For the whole situation, mm-hmm. which was instead of an origin story, it's a modern day story. Oh. And they're finding they have to find a new muse. Oh. This one would probably be live action. And I feel like it'd be something similar to, like, um, uh, similar to Enchanted. Okay. Where it's like, oh, we've, we, it's been such a long time since we told the tales of the gods. Now we have to go out and tell a tale of this new hero and find a new muse to do it. And then they find the muse of podcasting. (laughs) What would the muse of podcasting be? Um, 
Okay, so I know that Electra has some implications because of the Electra complex, but you can blame Jung on that one. You can't even blame Freud. Freud was like, Jung, come on. But Electra in Greek means lightning. Hmm. And podcasting is an electronic media. That makes sense. I'm just thinking Electra could also easily be the muse of gamers. That's true. I'm, I see, I'm looking up, because all the muses had names that kind of, like, became root words for what they're involved in. Yeah. Um, um, so, the the term broadcast. Yeah. Uh, meaning dispersed upon the ground by hand. Reference and seed from broad, past participle, uh, and cast. Okay, so cast. To throw, throw violently, fling, hurl, from a Scandinavian source, akin to Old Norse Costa, <laughs> to throw. Um, darn, I was hoping you'd have a Greek... Wait a second. Um, <laughs> I know Google Translate isn't the best, but... I'm not on Google Translate. I'm on Edom Online. Ah. So, because I know the... The, um... The ter- the ject. The participle ject. From words like reject and eject and object. Mm-hmm. It does have a pan-Indo-European root. Okay. Um, I think, yeah. a l- Latin slash Greek. I... 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 Ayakir or Ayakir, so maybe Ayakir is the uh, muse of podcasting because she throws sounds at you, <laughs> you know, like a podcast does. There is a saint named Eulalia, and I'm trying to remember the etymology for her name. Um, well spoken. Oh. But yeah, it, that works well. Yeah, well spoken. And it's of Greek or yeah, Greek yeah. origin. Yeah. So yeah, Eulalia, the muse of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's an actual name for a regular person. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, all the muse names would have been regular person names back then too. Yeah. I'm sure there was somebody who's like, yeah, I named my daughter Terpsichore after the muse. Yeah. There, there was probably a couple of Rados running around. I, I wonder. I wonder if the ancient Greeks had like an equivalent to white people hipster names. <laughs> I spelled her name with the Phoenician alphabet just because I wanted her to be unique. Our entire alphabet is based off the Phoenician alphabet, Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> her name's Melpomene, but I threw in a silent hieroglyph just for flavor. <laughs> I wanted to be retro, so I took out all of the vowels. <laughs> I mean it's <laughs> it's all it's almost as bad as the woman who is like I named her Caitlin but I wanted a unique spelling so I spelled it K V I I I T L I N I feel so sorry for those children Apparently in some places if your name is that bad you can change it for free when you're of age <laughs> God I mean, th- there are some places where the name is so stupid that the judge will order you no, change it immediately. Yeah. But some of them is just like, yeah, you've dealt with this for long enough. Here's a coupon. <laughs> I mean, my great grandmother had to change her name because of a misspelling on her birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was originally born Doris, but it was spelled D O R A S. And kids, being kids, <laughs> called her Doras. Oh, no. I had a coworker who, because of a typo on her birth certificate, her middle name and her last name had been switched. Oh, no. And she didn't find out until she was, like, 21. <laughs> yeah, I think that's worse than, like, all the people who found out that they were, like, technically speaking French Canadians, but were raised pretty Anglo when 
they're like trying to get their pensions and they realize that no your first name is actually joseph or marie oh no changing your name should be free there yeah the, there should be like a time a waiting period between if you change your name and you want to change it again you should you should have to wait a while but yeah. like if you're legally changing your name you shouldn't have to pay money for that especially because mm-hmm. it's very important for some people yeah and should take the longest you should have to wait is the usual requirements like however long it takes to get like your driver's license renewed mm-hmm. like just getting my address changed on my driver's license should it should be as easy as that yeah okay yeah do you have anything else that you can think of for the muses uh i think the muses are great maybe we should feature a bit of the other muses but yeah or at least give them a spotlight for a minute the 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 um maybe the credit scene is the other muses joining. Yes, it could be like a a, a stinger at like a, a Marvel style sing- stinger, and people will have to be like, "Do we have to stay for the end credits?" <laughs> oh, oh, uh, okay. Arato, the love poetry muse. That's yeah. who Cardi B is playing. Yes, Polyhymnia, sacred poetry. So that's like. The actual. <laughs> She's the only one who would realistically be singing gospel music. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess everyone's kind of gospels. Yeah. But she is specifically for the gods. Yes. Urania is from space. I feel like Urania would have, like, one of those hairstyles where it's, like, the two pom-pom afros. Yeah. And Uterpe. You know what? If Talia's played by Alex Newell, then Uterpe can be Lizzo because flutes. Yes. <laughs> just a picture of picture of Lizzo doing the whole flute situation, but just as amused. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Ooh, actually, okay. You know what? One of them. What if one of them was played by Peppermint? I have not heard of this Peppermint. Peppermint is she's a former contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, and she came out as a trans woman on the show. Okay. And she's also the first out trans woman to have a lead originate a leading role on Broadway because she was in the Go-Go's inspired musical Head Over Heels, which is also inspired by Greek mythology. Cool. (laughs) As Pythio, a non-binary character. Cool. But yeah, I think actually Peppermint could easily be Cleo, the head muse. Yeah. And I really like her look. Yes. Peppermint has some great looks. Mm -hmm. I I just want to say that Urania, like, I think it's partially because of Florence and the Machine. I feel like she should have a bit of a spacey spacey like she's black girl magic yes plus outer space yes Ooh, urania can be played by janelle monet Ooh, yeah okay i think i think we've done as much as we can uh we are casting and just general plot stuff mm-hmm. in that case uh, i guess we're just gonna i would say that we're gonna sing our way into a friendship promo but i don't want to put you on the spot and also i can't think of anything i can't improvise a song Um, and I'm pretty sure I sing like a goose, so. (laughs) I'll sing to us muses the song of our outro. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'll invoke the muse of a French or promo. That's how it is. Promo, we, uh. (laughs) Come on down, girl! 
Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Sorry, born tongue. on a pirate ship Bum on the pilot ship. you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so. uh yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it. Like a kind kind of kind of western, kind of southern. Come on down! Come on down to, Pro, to Promio's uh, friendship <laughs> promos. We got all of them here. Yeah! Come on down to Cowtown. <laughs> God, which is an episode where we just make a sitcom out of the Cowtown commercials on the radio. Like, I am totally fine if our first sponsors are purely local vagina sponsors. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Crossover episode with Cow and the straight guy. <laughs> I'm totally fine if we're stopping for Viterra, okay? <laughs> Roundup ready canola. Capella! <laughs> I mean, I do like their shoes. <laughs> I walked into Cabela's once in the hopes of buying, like, some good winter gloves, and as soon as I entered, like, oh, you really wish you were the best pro pyramid, don't you? <laughs> They're close. They should really get a, an actual aquarium in there and just fill it with trout. <laughs> just actually fish in Cabela's. Yes! <laughs> I would legit pay to do that. Yeah, I guess it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so um, anyway. Anyway, Lindsay, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I can be found trolling around uh, Twitter at lindsaym476. That's Lindsay's pub with an, a, with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Boot You First, and they're pronounced Honey, you mean Hunkulies. You can also email us at notifireboutyoufirst at gmail.com, where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your revenge plots against Zeus. Um... <laughs> That's where you can send friendship promo, uh, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast or YouTube, even your DeviantArt. You can even ask to be a guest, but if you do, please make sure to send us a hint instead of the entire idea because we like being surprised. If you'd like to support us directly, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash first, where you can get a bevy of bonuses by supporting us financially, including a weekly shout-out for all of our patrons who I never remember to pull up the actual list of, so give me one moment. Yes, for as little as a dollar a month, we do give a shout-out to all of our patrons, including Theo, Rem, Julia, Christina, Cassidy, and Charlie. Thank you all. 
That being said, we are asking that you don't worry about giving anything to our Patreon right now because there are much more important things happening in the world, specifically the whole polar vortex wiping through the middle of the state, specifically Texas. It is not a state outfitted to deal with winters this severe and a lot of people are suffering. If you are able to donate anything to them, please do so. And if you're going to come at us with like, oh, but Texas is a red state, then stop listening to this podcast, stop listening to any podcast we associate with, and go look up what it means about voter suppression and gerrymandering and educate yourself on politics beyond just the concept of winning and losing all right all right yes and also brush up on your own also brush up on your own voting requirement laws if you don't live in the united states um for stuff going on in canada really just keep trying to put pressure on the government to reinstate serb and you know act put actual protections in place for covid situations because they seem to be allergic to doing that Mm mm-hmm But as for us, it is just as helpful to support us by leaving a rating and review of us on your podcatcher of choice. And if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then just contact me and I'll try and get us in there. Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network. And you can find out more about about the other awesome shows to share the network with at CornerPodNet on Twitter. And last but not least, our cover art, as always, is by Alex A.K.A. Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. Our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you like music of his own for your own. Woo! I don't know what that was. <laughs> Just had a song in your heart, Tanner. Hey, Lindsay! Yes, Tanner. <laughs> um, you have a hint for next week because you have once again won the People's Choice Pool. Yes, the people have chosen to, um... To blow up a sun, apparently. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Um, We'll pass through that portal next week, but not if we reboot you first. Bye.